Hello and welcome to the Personal Development School podcast. I'm your host, Thais Gibson, and I create regular podcast episodes to teach you about your relationships, attachment style, and the subconscious mind. My goal of this podcast is to give you tools and awareness you need to thrive in your relationships, feel deeply connected, and find harmony and fulfillment in your relationships and personal life. So I hope you tune in here with me each and every week. talk to you a little bit about five habits that can ruin your life. So the first habit that can be really impactful on our lives without us even realizing it is being in resistance to reality. Okay. So what does this actually mean? Well, it technically means fighting with the immediate past. So I often give the analogy, like imagine you're driving down the street and all of a sudden your tire is flat. Well, the moment you realize your tire is flat, it's now the past. It's the immediate past, but it's still the past. And we have no point of control over the past. There's nothing we can do to change the past. But what we often see is that people will have the flat tire. And then if you were to watch your mind almost in slow motion, the mind goes, I can't believe this is happening to me. Why today? This is ruining everything. This is ruining my day. And like, if you really take a look at it and you were to dissect what's happening, it's like, you already have a problem and now you're just feeding the problem. And what we really want to be able to sort of pivot towards instead is learning to be solution oriented instead of problem oriented. And what that does is it stops us from being in resistance to the past and we're not giving our energy to nothing. So this would look like in the case of a flat tire, you turning around and saying, okay, my tire is flat. I can honor that that doesn't feel good for me right now, that that might be an inconvenience. And I'm going to also turn around and pour all of my energy into the solution because me being angry at the past really takes my energy away from getting the tire problem solved as efficiently as possible. And it's not the tire ruining your day, right? It's not the tire being flat ruining your day. It's all of the thoughts you had about the tire being flat ruining your day. So it's still like really up to you at the end of the day. Like if you you know, go, I, this is ruining everything for me. I'm going to be late to work. My boss is going to be mad. And it's because I'm not good enough. And you tell all these stories about the tire. It's actually your thoughts ruining your day. If you called your boss and said, Hey, I'm going to be late to work. Can't do anything about it. I have a flat tire. And then you took the time to like, listen to a good podcast while you wait for CAA or AAA, depending on where you live, um, to come in. If you, you know, dependent on the situation, if you just, you know, take everything you can and you end up listening to a podcast, listening to some music, taking some time to meditate while you're waiting, releasing control over the fact that you can't change your tire on the spot. If you don't have a tire sitting in, in your trunk or whatever it might be like, you can pour your energy into the solution and this not being in resistance to like what's taking place and what's the immediate past will save you a tremendous amount of suffering long-term and energy can actually be spent on creating solutions and creating things you want to out of life, as opposed to giving all of our life energy to literally nothing when we're complaining about everything. And I give the tire as an example here as point number one, but like, it's not just tires, right? It's, it's 
you know, that it's raining, that it's too hot, that it's too cold, that it's too bright, that it's too cloudy, that you don't have a job, that your job is working you too much. Like there's always something in the mind because it's its tendency, right? Is to be hypervigilant about negative things. So it can protect you from all the bad things going wrong. But in the process, if we don't train ourselves out of that and reprogram ourselves to not get stuck there, we will end up giving so much of our life's energy to things that are not actually serving the highest expression of ourselves. Habit number two, disconnecting from yourself. A lot of people, because we go through the classical conditioning system, we're, we're socialized to literally focus externally, right? So we're, we're, we go through the system of punishment reward, where we're punished for doing things wrong, rewarded for doing things right. But we come, we become afraid of the punishment and we also become a, afraid of not receiving the reward. And so we get into this cycle where we're so concerned and consumed with what other people outside of us think about us, feel about us. Are we going to be rewarded and approved of? Are we going to be liked or disliked? And we can get into this cycle where we prioritize that external stuff over our internal stuff. And that's really an assault to ourselves. And this can look like very different things for very different people. This can look like not setting boundaries in our life because we're afraid of losing approval. It can look like putting ourselves last on the totem pole and putting everybody else first to the point where we deplete ourselves completely or we burn out. It can look, look like people pleasing, repressing our own feelings or our needs. And this is usually the result of some kind of subconscious programs we picked up along our journey. An example of this could be you have a belief pattern because you got punished in childhood when you tried to say no to something. Your parents maybe were strict and said, no, you have to do it our way and got angry and put you in timeout or gave you a spanking or whatever it might be. You know, instead, maybe you grew up to think, if I set boundaries, I will get punished. If I set boundaries, I will be unsafe. And so you have this belief pattern and then you want to set boundaries and you know that you should be setting boundaries for yourself sometimes, but that belief blocks you. And so part of being able to heal these things, whether it's the repression of our emotions, the depletion of our sense of self, the people pleasing, the lack of boundaries, whatever it might be, that are forms of disconnecting from ourselves. We have to find out what programs are keeping those patterns alive. Do reprogramming work at the subconscious level, which we've got a lot of tools throughout this channel, but also a tremendous amount of tools inside the personal development school and a seven day free trial for everybody, um, which you can check out in the, the link in the description box below, how to isolate and reprogram limiting beliefs at the subconscious level in all different areas of life. We have quite a few courses on that, but what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to show up, realize how we're feeling in these different situations do the reprogramming work so we can stay connected to ourselves and our truth and we can live our, our truth in the external world instead of prioritizing everybody else's truth that we're actually perceiving. I just wanted to pop in here and let you know we are doing a seven day free trial to the All Access Membership Pass at PDS, which means you get access to literally everything inside of the school. And this includes the four live webinars I do with our students every single week. You can come in, you can ask me questions with your camera on, we can chat. Um, you can leave your camera off if you prefer or type your questions in the chat. There's lots of opportunity to get your questions answered. And on top of that, you get access to all of our different courses. We have over 55 different courses on relationships, communication, boundaries, emotional mastery, guilt and shame, learning your needs, so many different facets that are really important to master our lives and feel really good about our lives going forward.
And last but not least, there's a daily community event, um, whether it's practicing communication or doing a guided morning routine or a guided reprogramming exercise. We have trained facilitators and coaches who are in there doing that work, showing up to support you on your journey every single day. I would love to see you on the other side. There's lots of exciting stuff in there. And we have had a 99.7% NPS score, which means we have literally that many people who report being really successful at PDS. Please join me on the other side. Come check it out. See if it's a fit for you. I'd love to see you there. Go ahead and sign up by clicking the link in the description box below. Number three, not working through things. This is a really, 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 really big one. This is probably, in my opinion, the most important of all of the five tools. And whenever we have negative emotions, negative emotions are perfect feedback mechanisms. They're letting us know when something's out of alignment. So that's something could be that we are telling ourselves painful stories. That's something could be that I'm driving to work, let's pretend, and I'm late and I'm thinking everybody's going to be talking about me and saying negative things about me because I'm late. And everybody's going to shame me when I walk in and, you know, everybody's going to think I'm, I'm not likable. I'm not doing a good job. I'm not showing up well. No, most of the time when we get into that narrative space in our mind, where we're storytelling to ourselves over and over again about all these things that could happen in the future, usually when we're doing that, it's actually a reflection of some kind of old wound from the past. We have some kind of belief about ourselves that we're not good enough or that we get shamed and, and embarrassed by other people or people are going to talk about us, usually because of some kind of painful situation we once went through. But the problem is that we to have this tendency to tell negative stories and think of worst case scenarios all day long and then not work through them and then not reconcile them. We don't get into the office and think, oh, nobody said anything to me. It's probably fine. You know, I'm always on time and I usually do a good job and I, I shouldn't be so hard on myself. We usually just leave it. We just go into the office and we think I better work really hard now and move on. And so we can have this buildup of emotional residue throughout the day because we say negative things in our internal dialogue to ourselves and we never come back and work through those things. Also, your emotions can be perfect feedback mechanisms for unmet needs. You may have this unmet need for love and connection in your life because you're not being vulnerable enough in your relationships. And so you're not feeling like people truly see you and understand you and hear you. And as a byproduct of all of that, you get into this position where you're feeling like, okay, I really care about you know, all the, all the things in my life, all the different relationship dynamics, and nobody's caring about me in the same way. And so really that negative emotion can be from that story, but it can also be from those unmet needs that are sitting there sort of bubbling beneath the surface. And if you don't take the time in your life to realize that your feelings are feedback and to go inwards and solve for whatever those underlying problems are, we can create this really profound heaviness and this consistent like emotional resistance in our lives because things weigh on us and they build up, you know, in all these different areas and your subconscious mind stores everything. It stores all memories and it consolidates them over time a little bit and can shift them around to a certain degree, you know, over long periods of time usually, but, but you can get into this position where it's like, you're not solving for these things. So you go into work, you think of how everybody's mad at you. Cause you're late. Nobody likes you. You're not good enough. You work all day and go, I'm not working hard enough. I have to compensate for being late. I have to, and then your boss doesn't give you positive feedback about you working so hard. And then you think, Oh, nobody values me. And you just build up all these negative stories when really what's happening is your emotions, when they give you that feedback, they're, they're begging you to like question your stories, to remove those negative perceptions, to think differently, to change your thinking and to meet your needs. 
Um, so it's a really important tool. And again, like there's so much to cover in here, by the way, if you want to do a deep dive into that specifically, the emotional mastery and belief reprogramming course has a tool to help you work through anything that emotionally comes up for you throughout the day. And in your life, very powerful, very results oriented tool. And again, you can access it, um, in the seven day free trial. So you can check it out for free. Number four, communicating indirectly. And I'm going to try to make these last two sort of quicker. Um, number four, communicating indirectly, not taking the time to figure out what you're actually upset about. I see so many people in relationship dynamics, whether it's business, friendship, romantic relationship, family dynamics, communicating so indirectly all the time. And then thinking that they're communicating directly. I had a friend say to me the other day that, oh, my, my employee should know that they're, you know, that, that I'm paying them really well and I'm looking out for them. But the employee had, I could see from the situation the person was in, the employee had no idea what was going on. They didn't know, they didn't have any reference or, or context. And so one person was feeling resentful. The other person was feeling resentful and nobody was communicating directly about, hey, I feel like I'm really showing up for you here. I feel like I'm really paying you well. And I appreciate that you're doing a good job and trying really hard. And if you have a need from me in terms of being paid more, let's talk about it. And, and if that's not something that's on the table at this time, let's talk about other ways that you can feel empowered in the workplace. And, and oftentimes people will get into this idea of like, if the person loves me, they should know that I'm mad about the laundry being left on the floor. And that, you know, so let me give you an example here. This is the analogy I often use. I don't want to make this like too long, but I, I had this one set of clients one time years ago and, and they, the wife was really angry about the clothes being left on the floor. And she was like 10 out of 10 mad at the husband. The husband was getting like really sad when this was happening. And, and you could see he, could, he was feeling quite defeated. And, you know, the, the lady is getting really angry, like 10 out of 10. And I'm looking at her thinking, there's no way she's this mad about the clothes being on the floor. You know, there must be something else going on. And when I asked her, well, what are you making it mean when the clothes are on the floor? She said, oh, well, I'm disrespected. Like I talk to him all the time to say, can you please pick up your clothes? He doesn't. And it's him disrespecting me. He doesn't respect me as a person. And then I asked the husband, okay, and what are you feeling when she's getting angry? And he said, well, I feel like I'm unloved because I try all these different things in these different ways. I have a weakness with not picking up my clothes sometimes. And I'm a little absent-minded, but like, she gets so mad at me. She doesn't even see all the other things I do and all the different ways I try to care for her and the relationship. So we have two people talking about like the clothes on the floor, but really they're talking about being disrespected and unloved. And we do this all the time. We do this through the lens of, you know, somebody should know what I'm feeling. My husband should know that I feel disrespected. My wife should know that I feel unloved. My employee should know that I'm paying, I'm, I'm paying them more than enough. And we have all these ideas and stories. And it's like, if only those things were actually communicated about directly, our entire world would open up differently and our relationships would feel so much more easy and empowering. And number five, last but not least, top five habits of what ends up ruining life um, is, and not like actually ruining life, but things that can really take a toll on your life is perfectionism. The more we think that everything is going to be perfect all the time and we beat ourselves up for not having things perfect, the more we, again, give our energy to nothing. Our internal dialogue affects us so much. And when we're critical and hard on ourselves and we say, I'm not good enough, I'm an idiot because I made a mistake, I'm never going to be capable of doing anything. When we put all this pressure and all this negativity around ourselves, it's no different than if somebody was speaking to you that way from the outside. They would not be making you feel good. If they were always nitpicking every little thing that you do, it would really be bringing you down. And so I often live personally by like an 85% rule. I'll be like, 
Am I 85% of the way there? You know, do I have like the key components? Am I a solid 85%? And then I'll dive into things head first and I'll know that if there's something that comes up or there's an imperfection, you know, with let's say a video or, or whatever it might be that I can learn from it, I can grow from it, I can adapt, but at least I'm giving myself permission to create and be in the flow of things and put stuff out into the world and not be so hard on myself all the time. And I can keep incrementally improving, but not from a place of like pressure and and intensity and thinking that I have to be perfect on all fronts because that stops us from sometimes doing anything at all. So anyways, these are some really important five habits to clean up, to work on, to have healthy realizations about. Again, if you want to check out a whole bunch of really supportive courses that will help you transform so many different areas of your life, specifically at the subconscious level where real change exists, you can check out the link in the description box below. It gives you access to our seven-day free trial of all courses. We have 45 courses in there, and I do four live webinars with our students inside the school as well. So you can check that out. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe, and I will see you in the next video.